Good morning, Mr. White. Good morning, Mrs. Angel. How are you today? Oh, it's it's deep into the term. I'm living the dream. What tis, could go wrong this late in the term? Deep. Tis deep. Well, a few things apparently. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm, sure we'll, I'm sure we'll get to. Excellent. Uh, yeah, this time of term, yeah, yeah, it's a thing. You it's remember thing. you're alive. Yes, that's true. There's always that. Yeah. There's always yep. that. It's good to start with a positive, isn't it? Yeah, correct. Yes. And we will talk about reporting. Soon mm. enough, uh, this it's just the time for uh, the madness of recording. Before we get into that, thank you to Mr. Video Pro and uh, Cameron and all of the crew at Video Pro for hooking us up with all of our equipment to be able to make these glorious sounds in your yep. ears right this moment as you're listening. Also thinking about your re- your reporting woes, mm-hmm. um, but we've got a numbers update. Ooh, you gave, you, yes. to, you told me some things about uh, what it means to have over 20 episodes. This Talk is us through very, it. very important. I have on very good advice um, from a person who is learned in such things that very few podcasts make it past the 20th episode. In fact, I think the number was about 1% of podcasts make it past the 20th, 20th episode. What are we up to? I do believe we're swaggering into our 23rd. Oh, um, oh look at a swagger. Hey, <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Hey, one percenters. We're in the one percenters oh, club. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Well, congratulations. Yes, work. Yeah, congratulations <laughs> to you too. Yeah, and I'm so, so glad you that you bought. Bo- good. Indeed, for getting us through <laughs> and, and to our partners for tolerating our jibber yes. jabber on a weekly mm. basis. Mm-hmm. Um and letting us go and just talk all things education and and it's a whole lot stuff. of other jibber jabber exactly. <laughs> yes. And I'm glad that we kicked off with some good news because I also have a confession to make. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Um. So my confession is um is that I did say on our last um episode when we talked and didn't interview anyone about some of the stats that were coming through. Oh, and, they were good. They were good from memory. Very good. I'd say exceptional, actually. Yeah. I, I said that we were number 24 um, in the Malaysian self-improvement charts. It's amazing. I wouldn't have believed it if you hadn't told me. It's amazing. Yeah. So it's really important that when I am drinking on this podcast that you don't believe most of what I say because as oh. it turns out, it was, a, it was a 24 – but then carry the zero, which was on the next line, which was still a very impressive oh, um, 240. 240. Yeah. Okay. So so you missed an entire digit and thereby overestimated our uh, ranking by a factor of 10. Um, you're a teacher. You're a principal. You deal with numbers every now and then. Yes. Pretty important numbers, I'd imagine. Yes. Okay. Just, yes. Just wanted to clarify Yeah. <laughs> yes. The good news is, um, to anybody who's ever worked with me um, and obviously all of the students and staff at my current school, I don't drink whilst at school, which is important uh, um, Important yeah, yeah, because I would have seen that zero on the second line and wouldn't have just rounded it down tenfold to 24 when it's actually 240. But obviously I always <laughs> like to um, – Obviously, I have confessed, but there is good news. Yes, because, good news. Um, so the good news is, I'm going to put all of this up on our Facebook, um, on our Facebook channel. 
Teachers Change Lives podcast just to give you the proof. And I know that there'll be a lot of people on there just supporting me and my little, Ouch. I just I missed the zero. It could have happened to anyone. No, what we want we, is some uh, good little comments from the cheap seats, please. <laughs> Thank you. Send in some hot shots. Perfect. Um, and well deserved too. I mean, go for it. Just go for it. Um, and so everyone's going to think that I made it up when I said that we were 62nd in the Malaysian charts for education. But I will also put up the proof of that because I do feel like now I do need to provide the proof if I say something on yeah, so on this podcast. I think it's no only missed, fair. No missed digits. We're not 620th. We weren't 620th. We were actually 62nd, which is why I right. just I thought that, of course, we would have been 24th mm. in a different category in Malaysia. Fair but enough, fair enough. The great news is that we are – um, self-improvement seems to be our new area um, because of obviously my significant weight loss. And um, so I am at, <laughs> at one. Uh, so we have made it to, in, we've hit the Australian charts and um, we are currently 125th in the self-improvement podcast That's good. category in our own country. So that is thank, good. You, thank you, our everyone. Aussie citizens. How yeah. good. That's Thanks brilliant. for tuning in. One twenty-five, absolutely self-improvement, big category, and yeah, happy to be here uh, mm. and talking about talking about not just our educational growth and our educational challenges and all of the success stories, but obviously our personal growth. Um, and obviously, my next area of growth is in numbers. So my apologies to anybody who went forth and quoted said numbers that I had said before. Uh, just check the Facebook uh, group wherever possible just for any proof of anything that I say. I will be posting that shortly thereafter this episode drops. Yes, fact check your data, people. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. White. <laughs> my apologies. for everyone. Yes, it really is. <laughs> numbers are important. And if it's, uh, if it's tenfold, don't round it down. But right, seriously, talk- seriously, hang on. 125 though, 125 in Australia is is fantastic, uh, and it means I think that um, our message is resonating, and that is that we need to celebrate this brilliant profession. And uh, we say it every week, um, but we need to just keep doing it and making sure that um, we keep the best people in the job, um, you know, that can be in the job possible. Stay around, stick in there because the experience is invaluable in the classroom and we know that the average teacher leaves is at five and a half years into their career we want to turn that around and keep our most experienced most valuable teachers in the classroom through sharing some fun stories and good stuff that happens that's right and our reflections in our growth along the way because Mm. thankfully we grow and learn as we go along uh and get better and better at what we're doing and and can share that wisdom every day that we get to spend in the classroom with some awesome little human beings. Indeed. So let's talk spiraling upwards. Let's do it. So the question, Mr. White, is what natural personality traits of yours are most useful for you as an educator? Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Um, I think I'm a sharer. I think I'm a helper. And a sharer. And so, you know, if I know something or if I have something uh, and I see someone doesn't, I, I want to show them, teach them, you know, maybe not teach them, but show them and, and give them the insight that I have and share my perspective. So I think that naturally for me, um, when I was, when you asked me that question, that's what I first thought about. The, mm-hmm. 
I feel that I'm naturally a sharer. Um, yeah, what about you? What's what's a personality trait that you find most te- useful as a teacher? I think that I have. Um, so in a previous life, I was a hammer thrower and represented Australia in hammer throw and have done sport Ooh. my whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And I think that I was really good at, as part of being an athlete, I received feedback in every train, training session. I was constantly being told, you know, that you don't spend a whole lot of time when you're an athlete saying that you nailed that. And mm. uh, there's a lot of just feedback on refinements and, and improvements. So I have gotten very good at receiving feedback. I love feedback. I love giving feedback. I um, can model receiving feedback really well, and and those I expect to be refining and improving improving every day, and so I think that has helped with modelling for students that how to receive feedback in a in a um, in a way that I, I don't get uh, I don't get upset at receiving feedback. I don't feel it's criticism. It's about I expect to be told refinements, and I. I I give feedback very readily to my students and very readily to to my staff, and, um, and so I think that they often receive that feedback from me quite well because I'm mm. seeking it constantly and expecting it. Yeah, that's great. I really like that. So it's it's you you learned this through receiving a lot of feedback, and now you've developed the ability to give that feedback mm. as well. Yeah, um, yeah that's fantastic because often you know you get the term "good job," and I remember. Um, friend of mine telling me, you know, you don't tell or you shouldn't say good job. You know, it's, it's the most damaging phrase in education. I'm, I'm not sure about that, but it does indicate that the feed, the quality of the feedback you get, you're giving could be higher. You know, it could be yeah. Better. So what, what it, why is it a good job? And mm. I, and I think positive feedback is really, really important as well. It give a lot of that because you've got to know the bits that you are doing well. I throw around a term, um, conscious, competence and obviously conscious incompetence. I don't ever want to be unconsciously incompetent. That's the worst place to be Mm. um, when you don't even know what you don't know. So you want to be aware of the things that you don't know so you can be working on them. Um, had quite a few staff at the um, previous school that I worked at that I think it was became a drinking game anytime I said um, conscious competence <laughs> or unconscious competence. So enjoy a drink um, on me to all of those uh, Springfield staff. Cheers. Thank you, Mr. White. Cheers to you. Um, and, yeah, so where we always mm. I do re- reflection um, constantly with staff around what we need to start doing, stop doing and keep doing. And that keep doing is really important to be consciously aware of the good things that we're doing. But um, I'm so every week we give the staff give feedback to me and each other on what we need to do for those refinements. So just, yeah, creating that, that feedback. um, Culture. Culture as is probably Mm. something that I've been able to take from my previous life as an athlete into education, which is a very natural thing for me that I think has probably um, been helpful in the educational settings that I've been in. I love that. That's that's mm. that's great. Now, mm. obviously, this question does beg the opposite as well. I would, is there a character trait or personality trait that you have that you have had to modify a little bit uh, in order to suit the educational sphere? 
A hundred percent. I'm like, where do we start? Where do we start? The rest of the traits. Exactly. So um, all of those things I need to stop doing that I'm comfortable being given feedback on regularly. Mm. I think that I uh, have definitely been, it's the black and white thinking. It's the, it's the finding yeah. the gray that is content is my biggest area of growth, but still my biggest area of, of development for sure. Mm. What about you? Mm. What's the inverse for you? Uh, I, I hesitated when this word popped into my mind, um, but it's true. Uh, patience. I've had to work a lot on my patience. Um, I went through a few years where I was teaching high level a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a few years ago, I dropped back down to teaching a year seven and, and year eights again for the first time in ages. And I forgot or it didn't resonate with me at the time exactly how much patience you need constantly, um, yeah. which is fine. I mean, that's, that's, that's okay. Uh, but it does become taxing and it does, <laughs> it did take a while to get back in the groove of, of being in a classroom of uh, you know, year seven, year eights, when I'm used to years 11 and 12. Yeah. Or, or even finishing, have um, your first period of the day with your high levels and then walk into a, a grade seven or eight class oh, and that's you've a got to shift. You've, you've yes. got to change everything. Absolutely. You've got to change mm. everything. You've got to change the way you talk, the speed with which, which you talk, the amount of times that you're willing to give an instruction, um, <laughs> working. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. There are only so many times you can t- say to a year seven student, I've told you that look at the task yep. sheet. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I read a thing um, today. I'm on this awesome channel called Teacher Memes, and it's great. I'm hoping I can just flick to it straight away now. I'm, there's no way that I'm just going to be able to go straight to it. It beautifully it was, on a podcast. It really, really doesn't. Um, <laughs> oh, it's good. I'm going to find it, though, and I'm going to put it up. Um, it's a fairy tale, a teaching fairy tale. It's hilarious. Um, where Where is it? Come on, Teacher Memes. And... Um, it's the planning yeah. and, and attention to detail that I think keeps our listeners listeners enthralled in our <laughs> in our show. It, it, it's... <laughs> it really is. Oh gosh, and I'm still looking at it now, still and I can't looking. find it. But trust oh, we'll, me, we'll it's find it. we'll amazing. Find it. It's amazing. But it's a beautiful little fairy tale about. <laughs> and then I walked into my class and I gave an instruction, uh, and the students listened in, attentively, and then they followed the instruction that I only gave once. All of them, and then they and then they did the task. <gasps> the end. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. And how do I that's... do the step that you just explained how to do? Oh, there's no chance. No time for questions. <laughs> it's a fairy tale. So, um, yes, that's a fairy tale. Beautiful. But look, thing. that's part of it. That is part of it. Uh, and those little minds uh, need to process the information in very different ways. And so, yeah, you need to develop your patience. That's right. And where. Mm. We're teaching uh, in the, a secondary school, grade seven, so 12-year-olds to 18-year-olds really, and yep. rarely do you get to just work with that one age group. And that's the exciting part of a, a teaching job, actually, it that you, it's never boring and mm. you you never get, uh, it's never, you never come home and go, how was your day? Oh, same old, same old. No, 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 no. no. It was nope. never, never same old, same uh, old. It was, it was boring. same old same old spreadsheets (laughs) no 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 no. No. indeed um but exhausting correct at this time of year so let's talk let's talk reporting 
Uh, because yes, let's talk about the elephant in the room, Mr. Yes, White. Yes, quite a big elephant. Look, it's um, reporting's tough, and it's the way different schools do it, and, and it, every school I've been to does it this way for some reason. You're writing reports at the same time as students are sitting exams, your semester exams. So, so you want us to write reports while the students are still writing their exams and then mark their exams mm. and then possibly – and if you're doing it properly, go back and modify the report that you're given to include the data from the exam. Yeah, uh, that's a lot. It's a lot of work. Uh, I'm in the middle of that week at the moment. I've yeah, I've I've done it enough now to sort of know what to expect it, and I've actually, you know, I kind of I don't enjoy it, but I kind of don't hate it. Um, yep. It's draining, it's tiring, but you learn a lot about the students because um, you're crunching all this stuff in a really small period of time. So you're really paying close attention. You're really concentrating. You're really switched on. Um, but yeah, look, it's a hard time. Yeah. And in look, you don't get this up in, in sunny Brisbane, but in Melbourne at the moment, it, you know, it gets a bit grayer and the days are a bit shorter and it's a bit darker and everyone's yeah. in a bit of a you know, mood. And then the sniffles get start, passed around. Yes. 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 Just that not quite running at a hundred percent and the cumulative effect of that in the staff room. Uh, can be difficult to manage sometimes. Definitely lead to a bit of spiralling downwards as yes. opposed to spiralling upwards. Most right. definitely. And it yes. is. There's something unique about um, about Queensland, Austra- not a Queensland, Australia, mid-semester, and it's not it's probably not unique. It probably is to, around the world. Everybody's got a, a winter season and a summer season, and mm. oh, the yeah. winter season reporting period is probably – difficult in all countries actually yeah. and it's probably quite a, a shared trait amongst all teachers and I know that some of our, our UK friends are heading into their summer break and so their longer break which is great and for great for them and yeah we're six months away from that and I'm just in the nitty-gritty right now of the marking mm. reporting you know, filling out spreadsheets and yeah. all of those things. I've got um, half of my staff, uh, half of my teachers are reporting for the first time and right. because we have a very large number of permission to teach teachers at my school what with the teacher shortage. So they have, uh, and at my school, every one of our students is on an individual curriculum plan. So they are very likely not working at year level in either maths or English, if not both, or and and that might be lower than their year level or higher than their year level wherever they their placement tests came out as. So there's no just standard year level that anybody is being assessed against. It's looking at every single piece of writing to then compare it to all of the different year levels um, yeah. to work out what uh, what level that's at. And it's yeah. very, very complicated. Mm. And they, I believe, t- as of today, they were, we're through the very, very worst of it. And most of the spreadsheets are ready for merging and into the reports. And they've done just the most amazing, amazing job. I'm, I'm never shocked, but always relieved that they come through it at the end and you can just see the look of kind of wild terror in in the eyes of a, a first-year teacher who's in their first uh, period of reporting and it's yeah it's it's hard to it's hard to help them through it because mm. it is it is something you've got to experience yourself you do I think and you do. but it's 
but but listen to Mr. White, everybody. So he said that he's he's done it for a number of years now, and it's actually he's used to the process. Great great information that comes out of it. Lots that you can learn out of yeah. it, and yeah. it's just a thing. It's just a thing it's with teaching. Thing. It's, it's one of the the um, real tight. Uh, parts of a term that we you need to push through mm. and get through mm. in the countdown to what is your recovery period, which mm. is ha- whenever whenever there is a reporting period, the good thing is is around the corner is your recovery period. Recovery. So period. hang in there. It's not a it's not a um, a chill out and break. It's about all about recovery once you get to that holiday period. Not, so not a holiday. It's a recovery. It's recovery. Well. ChatGPT, ChatGPT is a thing. Um, it, can, it can write some comments for you as well. Uh, but look after each other. Look after each other. Just yes. just think about little things you can do for other people around the staff room. Um, the lovely Zara and Chrissy and I went down the other day and just bought some Twix and you know lollies and chocolate and stuff just to chuck in a pile. Um, it's for people who you know walk past. They, Ooh, I'll have one of them. Yeah, it's brightens some mood up for a second. Uh, little things like that can really help. Look out for the opportunities. That's beautiful. And if you're a parent listening in, um, we had the most uh, amazing just little care package dropped into our school Ooh. from some amazing parents, some cupcakes and chocolates and mm. and the like just to uh, thank teachers for what they're doing and and knowing that it's reporting time because obviously their child had come home, come home and said that it was reporting time. I don't know. And yeah, little care package sent into the school. How beautiful! Brilliant. Uh, yeah. So it's so lovely to work with um, all of these families. And not everybody has the means to be able to send in a little care package, but please know our teachers are working incredibly hard. Yeah, even just a note would be nice. And in no way mm. would that be construed as bribery. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> laughing at Mr. White's jokes is would possibly be construed as as bribery, yeah. but no, dropping no, in a little note a or a, just the way, way it is. That's right. That's right. Well, um, with that in mind, <laughs> uh, actually, we're going to go to a. Ma- are we going to magical moment first? What are we doing? Let's do a magical moment. Magical moment. All right. Have we got that ready. All right. Oh. What do you, have we got that ready? Are you crazy? I don't know this education meme. I don't, I don't I, know. Um, <laughs> fair enough. It's a it's a fair enough question. Um, you laminate on sure. that for a second. We'll get it. Here we go. So in short, no, I didn't have that ready. Um, <laughs> but the good news is, is that I do now have. Um, have 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 something else ready but it doesn't look like it at the moment but here we go i was going to play a bit of music but i'm not going to have background music in this so Mm -hmm. uh, a lovely amazing teacher that um, i worked with a few years sent this in uh, a while ago so she said so this happened two years ago when she was teaching year 10 english and she was teaching romeo and juliet so she kicked off the term of learning about Romeo and Juliet by playing some music videos that are uh, related to Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after an, a couple of them on comes our very own, well, not our very own, Tay-Tay, uh, Taylor your, Swift. Your girl, Tay-Tay, yes. My girl, Tay-Tay, yes. <laughs> um, love Story. And the school was, the whole class was singing at the top of their lungs um, the the lyrics to the song. And they, but they didn't realize that that song had anything to do with Romeo and Juliet. 
And it was great to be able to show them the break down the lyrics so that they could actually see that this song was actually about uh, Shakespeare and Romeo and Juliet. And they had a greater appreciation of what's already an awesome song. And she said that every time she hears that song now, she thinks of that grade 10 English class and getting them to have that little moment where they realized a great song was actually about uh, a great piece of literature. Yeah, that's great. Those connections Beautiful. exist everywhere, don't they? Particularly for something as like Romeo and Juliet, quite quite a powerful story, and that gets retold time and time again. Here's one for you: the the animated film Romeo and Juliet, um, believe it or not, is is based on Romeo and Juliet. What? Jeez, the things you learn. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> yes. insane. Yes. Um, I like wow. that. One. I, I would be more partial to the Dire Straits Romeo and Juliet myself. Yeah, uh, how's that one go? Tete's, uh, I'm not going to sing, you know that. Come on. The dice was loaded from the start. <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll know if you heard it. <laughs> All right. Um, do we have a wisecrack, Mr. White? Of course we have a wisecrack. Cue the wisecrack. Whitey's weekly wisecracks. What do you got, Mr. White? Do, 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 do. Thanks, do it. Dave. Thank you. Uh, good one this week. Um, we're doing, well, we were doing careers a few weeks ago with the year eights. Uh, and you know they're doing their you know, the little test to see about what sort of jobs are out there. They're learning about the the, edu- the career market and um, what interests they have, and starting to think about what they might do. And they mm-hmm. asked me, Mister White, if you had any jobs that you know aren't in education. I said, I've I've had so many jobs. I've had dozens of jobs. I've had twelve, twenty four, thirty six, literally dozens. Uh, <laughs> I used to. Um, I did have a great job once. Um, making wedding bouquets, but I threw it away. And I was recently fired from my job as a Cub Scout leader. I, I wasn't prepared for that. Um, I used to work in search and rescue, which I always had a flair for. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well played, sir. Well played, sir. Well played. That's good. That's good. That's good. Well done. I like that one. They always like it when they when you share a bit of your own personal history, don't they? The students, they really do. Yeah, yeah, they love it. <laughs> <laughs> they love it. There's so much though. There's there's very few, few great episodes, right? So would have caught on to all three of those. No, that was great though. No, no love it. Didn't, not an A plus amongst them. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Oh, it's good. Well played. Um, awesome. All right. Uh, I'm going to get ready for a great teaching tale that yep. has been sent in to us from a listener. Here we go. Teaching tales. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Um, so, great little story about... Uh, about a student who bought a little extra package to school. So Maureen, a great listener from overseas, um, across the seas, sends in, on the last day of school during my morning hallway duty coverage, a student came to tell me that somebody brought a little kid to school. At first I didn't think twice because we have our elementary school right next door, to our school. However, more students came to report a little boy being on campus. I rounded the corner and there they were. 
seventh grade girl with her three-year-old brother holding her hand. Oh. No. Please, can he stay? It's not that big of a deal. He'll be really good. Promise. Nope. I escorted them to the um, office and said, please call someone to pick him up. We're not a daycare center. Mum came about 15 minutes later and said, I told her it wasn't a good idea, but to call me as soon as the school couldn't uh, said that he couldn't be there anymore. He spent a little time in the year uh, seventh uh, science class and he had packed, uh, he had with him a backpack packed with toys and snacks just for his day at high school with his big sister. Yeah. I know. It's great, isn't it? What? So unfair that his day, his great day of um, daycare was ruined by somebody doing their job. Um, (laughs) Steps for preparation though, toys and snacks. Come on, he'll be good. That's great. Yeah, good? I've never had any trouble from a three-year-old. Have you? I mean, you've got oh, one, don't, don't you? I've got one. <laughs> no, don't know what you're talking about. No. I can't see it, how that would go badly. As long as he got to say Diplodocus, as long as they were studying um, a whole lot of dinosaurs in that science class uh, and he yeah. got to to lead the class in the dinosaur dig, Jeez. there would be no problems whatsoever. It could have and would have. I know. He would have definitely run the show. I'll tell you that for nothing. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much, Maureen, for sending in that little bit of gold. Nice nice um, image there of the three-year-old standing there with the little backpack. Please, miss, I'm going to be real good. Can I go to the toilet? I need my nappy changed. I don't know. Do three-year-olds wear nappy? Weird things happen when you're that old. I don't know. This is why I'm a senior school teacher. Weird things happen with 12-year-olds, trust me. So I don't – Yeah, it doesn't end. It just doesn't end. (laughs) Right. Um, All right. So I want to – teach. do we talk a teaching tip? Ooh, teaching tip. Yeah. We, we didn't tip? we didn't we didn't prep for this. I've got a teaching tip. Beautiful. Teaching right. tip from Mr. White. Go for it. Yep. Um a lot we sort of have a system by which when you give feedback, uh you can do it on a number of different platforms. Um mm-hmm. some of us use Shobi, some of us use um the learning platform that we have, some of us just use right handwriting things and handing it back still, that sort of stuff. Um yep. and I do a combination of of you know, depending on the task, depending on the class, or the combination of all of them. But I keep a copy of every note that I send back to a student. Uh, so if I give them back the hard copy, I'll, I'll scan it and just keep it on my computer uh, just so I've got it. That really does help with reports and all that sort of stuff. But it, you know, it also helps with parent-teacher interviews. But it also helps when you sit down with a student and you sort of go you know, two-thirds of the way through the year and you notice that they're starting to make the same mistakes that they were making earlier in the year and you can really say, hey, look, you know, on this task – you know, this was the feedback. Let's work on your your um, the way you are implementing your feedback here and let's really think about how we can make this a visible uh, thing for you as you approach your next task. Mm, so I keep a copy great. of every word that I give back to the students, whether it's typed or handwritten. Uh, I'll scan it if it's handwritten. I think that's a good teaching tip. It is time-consuming, but it is time that I look forward to because it's sort of it's it's brain rest time. So your hands are busy and you're putting it through the scanner, um, but you're not thinking. Your your mind is open and you can give yourself some mindfulness time while you get this done. Uh, And I find it really, really valuable. You don't use it all the time, but when you do use it, it's great to have it there. Yeah, definitely. And just good habits to get into. There's so many things that can happen with kids and they they 
yeah. might get sick or, or, or you know, there's, there's, then you've got their work that you can go back to and just for tracking yep. progress and to, mm. if it, often a, a teenage child will feel like as they're going through puberty and they're having all of the other um, influences yeah. on them that they don't feel like they're making progress. They feel like they're treading water to have those pieces yes. of work there and to see the feedback and then be able to pro- show to them, no, you have, look at the growth and you did this and I said this and now you're doing this. Yeah, that's a great habit. And that's to true. Get into. And look, I know I couch that in, in, you know, how to fix their lack of ability to implement feedback, but it also has that exact purpose as well. It yep. shows, look how far you've come. You know, look at look yep. at what you were doing at the start of the year and look at where you are now. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It is it is powerful. It is time consuming, but it is um, not difficult to do, and it is very valuable. And we have the technology for it nowadays. We have so the technology. Yeah, amazing what about you? teaching tip. Oh my goodness! So I just went to um, I, I have this other little gig that I do, which is going to some amazing schools in Canberra. Uh, and we are focusing on implementing high impact teaching practices in these, uh, these schools in the Canberra and Goulburn Archdiocese schools. And they are doing amazing, amazing work. So we're talking all about science of learning and implementing the strategies that work. So it's been amazing to go down there and see in a year just how much progress these schools that I've been working at and these teachers that I've been working at have made. And so going into every one of those schools and every one of those classrooms, and there are just individual whiteboards everywhere. (laughs) Uh, And so there's, it's just a thing of beauty makes me very, very proud to see. So every lesson, every day, those whiteboards are out and the teachers are collecting the feedback from that. The kids love it. It just doesn't, it doesn't get old using the whiteboards. There's something uh, therapeutic. I think the, the feeling of the whiteboard marker on the, on the, uh, on the little whiteboard, I don't know, and also very it's, tactile. I, yes. yes, it's very tactile. And I, I did a, a little study with one a grade ten class once, and they talked about the fact that they can, they don't feel committed to their answer. They can put it down. They can just get rid of it. Mm. Anyway, so it was so great to see so many of those students down there using that as a strategy, and seeing everybody in those schools eliminating hands up. So here is my here is my teaching yeah. tip: create classrooms where it's not a hands up because when you put hands up, when you say to kids, hands up, if you know this answer, you create a classroom where of the kids who know and don't know. Yeah, you're so, building a hierarchy when you don't need it. Yep. You are. You absolutely are. So there's strategies that you can put in place and those whiteboards are a great way of of not having hands up. I get the students to um, put their hand up when they have the answer in their head. So that gives feedback to the teacher of who has already got the answer and then so you know how long you leave them with think time. And then we have individual, uh, we have random non-volunteers. So paddle pop sticks, or you can have random name generators on a computer. Paddle pop sticks are the easiest and cost most cost-effective thing to do. It doesn't require technology to work. And you've got all your kids' names in there, and then they and then you're gonna pull out your random non-volunteers um, to hear the answers that they have. And then that's giving you feedback from the teacher to the teacher. Do they know this or not? And if they don't, they go, you go, oh, my bad. I haven't taught that correctly. Let me go again. But yeah. it means that you don't get to the end of a 70-minute lesson and you think that you've taught everybody, but actually you've taught smart little Sally in the front row who's always got a hand up answering all of your yeah. questions and also smart little Billy that sits beside her when who sometimes you give him a go when Sally doesn't always have the answers or if she had to go to the toilet. So eliminating hands up, 
wherever possible is my teaching tip so mm. that you are actually getting feedback from the whole students or for whole, your whole class. We do a lot of verbal rehearsal. So if they've got the answer and it's in maths and the answer is 86, um, and so we're going to get everybody to answer together. And then if your whole class says the answer is 86, you go, nailed it. Or if you hear 86 and then you hear a couple of 46s or 26, you go, let me do this working out on the board. So there's a lot of verbal rehearsal in our school as well. But um, trying not to just call on little Sally with a hand up is whatever strategies you can put in place there is a really great teaching tip. Yep, that's great. And I've, uh, as you know, I've implemented the uh, small whiteboards uh, in my classes and yep. they're, they're good fun. They are. They're good fun. And they, you're right. It. They get excited. They, they do. I was yep. like, you told me that they would get excited, but I didn't, I don't think I was quite prepared for how excited they, they were. Like they really yep. did get into it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. At any age, honestly, yeah. got, when I go to, to um, obviously my school's only got grade four to grade 10, but um, at the schools that I go to in Canberra, they're from kindy. So, you know, little five-year-olds, they've got their whiteboards out there. They love it. And during all of their numeral writing and their letter writing and the arrows and they, yeah. they just love it. So yeah. every age and the grade 12s love it, possibly more than the kinder kids love it. <laughs> I sent you a photo of my year 10 geography class yes, and the cool yes. kids up the back had a written, I love geography, <laughs> big smiles on their faces. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't tell them to write that at all. <laughs> no, A plus <laughs> for all of those kids, A pluses all around. I actually don't around. think I did. I think they did it wow. off their own bat. From, they from, just anyway, did but, it. But they did. They got into it and that was the end of a session of using it as a way of um, – revising and yeah it was great good stuff works try it people it's brilliant yeah and it is it doesn't cost a lot just get your pieces of paper hey and laminate them ah laminate them (laughs) you gotta laminate them that's that's right and um bunnings has a sale on chucks at the moment i saw the other day a big massive roll for like four bucks or something there you go. Probably only for our australian um listeners there i don't know Uh, if there's bunnings in malaysia Uh, yes i don't know no Hopefully, or the equivalent. It's yes. like a big hardware store that's got the cheapest stuff there. Yes. Yes. Go get your chucks, people. Well done. Mm. All right. Lemonade uh, we're those running out of time. pages. We are. We've, we've probably talked enough jibber-jabber. Good jibber-jabber, though. Always good jibber-jabber. Yeah. Hey, I've got something that I need to pitch. Uh, once again, you know, I've queued this for you really, really well. Is it and a knuckleball? What about pitch? It's not... Not a knuckleball. It is a it's a thing that I'm doing, which I'm really, really excited to be doing. Have been asked to go and MC an event. Ooh. Um haven't haven't even told you about this, Mr. White, but yeah. I'm sure you'll make the make the trip. Um so I am MCing a high tea uh, at the Stanford Hotel in July, and it is a fundraiser for Be Uplifted, which is an amazing charity which is raising money for students, uh, not for students, it's for people who have breast cancer. And it's all about, uh, it's about people, not research. So it's about making sure that money, all of the money that raised goes directly to the families who are being uh, immediately impacted by breast cancer. So it's a great high tea fundraiser event. It's going to be a three hour drinks package at the Stanford Hotel. Very swanky. And you will have, obviously, your delicious food. There will be a fashion parade, guest speakers, raffles, lucky door prizes. There'll be a high tea retail marketplace. So some beautiful um, markets for us to shop at um, during during the, the event. 
and you'll have a cocktail on arrival. And obviously, oh, you'll get to hear the sweet sounds of my voice for pretty much four hours. You'll feel so, right at home. So, this absolutely. is a Stanford Hotel in Brisbane. Stanford Hotel in the Grand Ballroom in Brisbane, Bris Vegas itself. If you are interested in getting some tickets, bring along your your, your bestie and come and celebrate uh, your friends, your friendship, and uh, and just to really celebrate a great cause. So it's www.theuplifted.org dot au forward slash events if you would like to get your ticket they are 89 dollars per head and like i said three hour drink pass package and high tea and just a great vibe to be hanging out with a friend what was the date of that again great question is the 15th of july 2023 yes 15th july 15th of july yeah check your calendar mr white you're moonlighting on the side are you well, it's, it's obviously not a paid event. It's a side hustle. A bit of a side hustle. Just want to be involved. Um, got a, awesome. a beautiful link with my school. A parent is uh, is running the event, and in um, in memory of a good friend of hers who was lost to breast cancer and has left behind a beautiful young child with autism, and mm. yeah, raising money for this great. Um, charity who has supported her through her family who has been left behind after obviously breast cancer has ravaged their family. Oh, wonderful. Hope you raise yeah. lots and lots of money for uh, Thank these you. people. Fantastic. Good thing to be doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, so get involved people and it'll be a lovely, lovely afternoon, well, morning to afternoon of shenanigans and, um, and fun. <laughs> shenanigans and fun. Sh- Always shenanigans. <laughs> All right. Um, so get involved. What we would love, we are getting pushing towards the very end of the term. We are. And we are getting ready for our next season. So we are right now looking for those teaching tales that we can share. I, I'm happy to share your story. I'm even happier to hear, get a little video from you to be able to play your stories. Mm. We want to hear your teaching tales. We want to hear your magical moments. Uh, do you, if you've got a wisecrack that you can rival a Mr. White's, it's, I mean, no, no, it's difficult. <laughs> Good but luck. Um, anytime you made your kids cl- laugh in class is yeah, uh, there, was, there was lots of fun things around and a teaching tip. Send in your teaching tips as yeah. well. We want to Sounds share great. the knowledge and understanding. Let's do it. Love it. If you've had a, a, an amazing teacher who has changed your life. And or somebody that you know, uh, a great teacher, we'd love to share their inspiring story. And or if you've had, if you know somebody who's doing amazing things in their professional life, who was impacted by a great teacher, we would love you to reach out. So send any of those stories to teachers-change-lives-podcast at gmail.com. That's one of the ways that we can reach out. You can also reach out on our Facebook and Instagram is a great way to uh, get some extra content of us. And so obviously you can check my work. And once again, my apologies. Um, a little bit embarrassed. <laughs> Fact check. <laughs> a little bit embarrassed about onto you. <laughs> missing it. Exactly. Oh God. I'm going to have like today, tonight knocking on my door. She's a fraud. Oh gosh. <laughs> Go easy oh, on like, us. Go easy on us. I know. I know. Um, trying to do a good so, thing So yeah, here. get onto Facebook and Instagram to li- yeah. get some extra content or share. So we're happy to love to receive a message through Messenger there yep. from you as well. Or if you want to see what we look like and um, be involved in, in more of the little bits and pieces, get onto TikTok and find us on TikTok. The TikTok. 
The TikTok. Yes. Uh, you can also see us on on the YouTube as well if you want to watch the, the whole clip, everything, our whole story, watch the whole thing. You can see everything we're drinking and eating throughout the show. It's just an absolute delight. Well done, Mr. White. It's a Chablis tonight. Uh, there you go. So yes, you can get some wine tips from Mr. Mr. White. <laughs> Drink if it you, fast. Um, if you if you want. <laughs> You watch us on the YouTube, but you heard it here first. Drink, drink it fast. All right, but in moderation. Um, yes, indeed. and look, 10,000 10, downloads is a great achievement, and 125 in Australia. Fantastic work. Um, it's great. We love it. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Keep it going. Couldn't agree more. Thank you, Mister White. And hey, hang in there with your in this very tough reporting time. And yes. we will be back next week for one more episode just to bring the term home mm. um, successfully. And so let's um, let's um, let's just head off. And I've got a little addition here. So really get on board. Hey, uh, <laughs> little Zavy. Hello, Zavy. Right. Um, and let's say goodnight to all of our listeners and see you later, Mr. White. Thank you, everyone. See you later, Mrs. Angel. Bye. Bye.